Will Apple be going on a shopping spree on this technology edition of Industry Focus? Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you here from Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Friday, December 12th, 2015, and joining me to talk tech is the awe-inspiring Dylan Lewis. What's up, man? Did you miss me? I missed you a little bit. Yeah, we had a little... Was it, it was more than two-week hiatus, right? Because... Because we had a holiday. We had a holiday. Everybody missed us. Yeah, two so weeks the day ago. after, the Friday after Thanksgiving, we did do a show. And then you were still out last Friday, and I did the show with Vince. So... Did you guys have fun? We had a good time. I, I think we held it down pretty well. You could tell, like, it, it's a little weird uh, hosting if you're used to not hosting and, like, having to do the intro and the pitch well, even and when we switched, we had a bit of a hard time changing hands. Yeah, we made it work, though. So, uh, before we move on, I actually wanted to give a shout out to uh, the gentleman that gave us a board game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what was that? Three or four episodes ago, we did the. Uh, rock paper scissors shoot. Yeah, let me to pull determine this up. who would talk. For, oh, that was the beat up tech stock episode, um, where we talked about a uh, couple of companies that hadn't been doing so well, and to settle who was going to talk first, we did a little rock paper scissors shoot, and we talked about how tic tac toe was not such a great game uh, because as adults, it's pretty hard to determine a winner. It's right? a tie. Yeah, like it's a cat game as it was. Yes. Uh, so Jeff Pinsker uh, sent us not only a 3D tic tac toe game. That his company created, but uh, sent us a very, ni- very nice letter. And uh, Jeff, if you're listening, uh, feel free to stop by the Alexandria office anytime. If we're ever in Plano, Texas, we will definitely stop by. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening, Jeff. Uh, we have not yet played the game, but I'm thinking maybe this afternoon over a beer, Sean and I'll christen we'll, the game. We'll take a photo and send it to you, Jeff. Yep. Um, and to all our other listeners that we're not giving a shout out to, uh, Christmas is around the corner. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> I'll maybe post my, my Your Amazon I've been good list. this year, my Amazon gift list. Jeez. Um, shameless. Shameless, shameless plugging. I know uh, Christine Hargis, she, uh, she's a bourbon fan for all yeah. of you. Wanting, Healthcare analyst. Yeah, give her a stocking stuffer. Anyway, Anyways. Sorry. Uh, had to do that, Dylan. I'm sorry. Uh, so for our listeners that are not aware, uh, Dylan, what happened to GoPro this week? Yeah, so GoPro, uh, stock that a lot of fools follow, um, I know it's a wreck for some of our premium services, uh, shot up 10% yesterday. And uh, this is, of course, Thursday of this most recent week. Those poor short sellers. Yeah, right? Uh, and so this was not due to earnings or particularly strong numbers from a supplier like Ambrello, anything like that. Uh, nothing tied to their core business. Uh, this came largely because of a note from FBR and Company's tech analyst, Daniel Ives. Uh, and he posted something about Apple earlier this week. And I'm just going to quote him here. Uh, we believe Cook, Tim Cook's uh, crystal ball is now focused on building out new technology growth frontiers and product areas over the next decade. Although we can clearly see Cupertino focusing on a number of skunk work initiatives, e.g. Project Titan, virtual reality phase shift, etc. in 2016 and not pursuing major M&A prospects, with $200 billion in cash in the coffer and growing, we can finally envision Apple making a larger acquisition as the conditions are right for Cook to make a move, in our opinion. Uh, that specific note went on to cite GoPro, Tesla, Box, and Adobe as attractive acquisition targets for Apple. Um, so, two things come to mind. Um, one... Um He's thinking too small. The federal government of the United States is for sale for two hundred billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Why cook for president, man? <laughs> watch what watch what you wish for. I would like. Do you realize how cool it would be? Yeah. The, the 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 Capitol building would be a giant Apple store. <laughs> um, okay, so 
I was actually kind of surprised he was as bold as to name those names. Is he allowed to do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this is this is a speculative research note, right? And right. and and I think it's him pointing out a couple companies with you know nice tie-ins to either cool things tech. that Apple is currently doing or things that they are looking to build out a little bit more in the coming decade. Kind of what he alludes to here. Um, so let's run these down. Yeah, just real yeah. Quick. I think so, we'll just kind of run through the companies and then kind of get into. Yeah, doesn't make any so, sense. So first and foremost is GoPro. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's favorite. Highly active camera company, something yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Action camera. Is that the buzzword you were fighting for? What I want to go for? Like I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I've never jumped off a cliff with a camera on my head. Sorry. Fair. <laughs> um, have you seen Nick Woodman on Shark Tank recently? No. Pretty cool. It's weird to see him all buttoned up because he's usually like at the yeah, press yeah, events yeah. with like a camera in his mouth. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I did see one episode. Actually, believe it or not, I'm not as big of a Shark Tank fan as my wife is. Huh. So anyway. Yeah. Um, so GoPro market cap of $2.6 billion. Price of sales of a surprisingly reasonable $1.5. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners that don't know, are they profitable? What do they do? Why would Apple want them? Yeah. So they're the action camera manufacturer we were talking about. Um, they are profitable. Uh, I think probably the most realistic of the four uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, it's also the only company out of the four to move on this news. A testament to the fact that it's Probably the most likely of those four for anything to happen with Apple. Um, So you look at the valuation, you said price of sales of 1.5. I think they're trailing 12 month PE is somewhere in like the neighborhood of like 15 right now. Also, surprisingly reasonable. Well below market for a particularly high growth company, right? I mean, like their sales project out pretty well, uh, at least for the coming quarters. Um, You know, a lot of people are worried a little bit more about the long term viability and plus just competition and market saturation too is an an issue with them. But, uh, so on a valuation basis, it's the most attractive by far. Uh, I think also the product offering fits fairly well within Apple's consumer tech, you know, expertise. Um, it also plays well into the VR drone kind of future that a lot of people are forecasting out. Um, so I, I think that's why you know we saw this big move based on this news, and uh, why if you're looking, you know, a lot of the headlines that I saw following this particular research report said. Uh, you know, it was like led with GoPro acquisition target, you know, for Apple. And then it was like also Adobe, yada, yada, yada. You know, so uh, GoPro is the headline one by far. Um, for what it's worth, uh, GoPro is actually downgraded to a neutral by Citigroup also this week. So uh, just goes to show like analysts all over the place. Um, but that, that's kind of the rundown with them and why it might make sense. Do you think Tim Cook read any of this? Probably not. You know, it, uh, he must get like a press briefing every morning or something oh, like you that. Think, yeah, like... I, would, I would think so. It's like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what people might ask you about. Jeez. He's like the president. Here's all the negative. Anyway. Yeah, Uh, no, he is like the president. Once again, (laughs) my thoughts have proven uh, prescient. And so, uh, second one on that list, Tesla. uh, Market cap of $30 Current price of sales of $7.5. Sean, you know the industrials and uh, car manufacturing space a little bit better than I do. You want to take this one? I do. Um, Currently not profitable. Um, Tesla, as you mentioned, has a market cap of about $30. It's actually $29 Um, this is this thirty million thirty billion dollar market cap has made everyone's favorite Iron Man like billionaire Elon Musk. Uh, put him uh, on the Forbes list with a net worth of eight, nine, ten billion dollars. All basically on the backs of the success of the Model S, which of course has actually broken all records in terms of quality by car and driver. Mm-hmm. They got the first like perfect rating um, and future growth. And this relates to one, the Model uh, X, which is going to come out next year. And that's got those hip, cool Falcon wing doors. Have you ever seen those? No, no. I'm going to show you photos later and you're just, you're like, what? Like, 
supposedly it saves space. Huh. Anybody that's curious, go to Google Images, type in Tesla Model X, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, it also protects you from the rain. And uh, really, the big enchilada is uh, actually not a big enchilada at all. It's actually rather small. It's their smaller version, uh, and it's going to be the Model 3. It's going to come out in 2017. We'll get to see a model of it next year. And it's going to be priced at about $35,000, which is surprisingly reasonable for te- a Tesla. For, yeah, by their standards, that's like mid-market. <laughs> like, yeah. like And it's $35,000. Um, believe it or not, analysts are surprisingly bullish on the potential profits to be had with the release of the, uh, the mass market Model 3. Um, I couldn't believe this, and you're a shareholder, correct me if I'm wrong. I am, so yeah. I, you tell me if you buy into this, but they're supposed to earn like eight, nine dollars per share by 2019. Wow, it's ambitious. What? I'd love to see it. Okay. <laughs> um, this Elon Musk is supposedly going to take a less active role once the Model Three is out there and rolling. Mm-hmm. If the company were to be sold, it would actually be after that point. Given Musk's actual lack of interest in actually making money, which sounds sounds crazy for a billionaire, yeah, I just don't see this happening. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a tough sell for a lot of reasons. Uh, I mean, you look at market cap alone. So they're currently trading in somewhere that would give them like a thirty billion dollar market cap. Yeah, you think about the premium that Apple would have to pay on top of that to be able to take the shares off the market. It'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. Um, we're talking fifty. $60 billion. Yeah, I don't know. Easily. And another thing to keep in mind here is the uh, margin profile for the automotive industry is totally different than the margin profile for consumer tech, right? On top of that, Apple's already designing their own car, supposedly. So yeah. I don't know. Would they just buy it for the technology, which is arguably awesome? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the speculation with the Apple cars, like, is it something that do they want to get into the actual nuts and bolts of making right. cars, or do they just want to provide the in car platform that people right. would use? Um, and then we still don't really know what those ambitions look like. Uh, but again, like, they have their own initiative in place, and right. Tesla would be an extremely expensive acquisition for them. You hear all those rumors, too, about. Uh, Tesla stealing employees from Apple all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, hi guys, we just bought you. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, there's Jim again. Look at that. Okay, <laughs> like that. Um, not likely, but yeah. fun yeah. to think about. Um, next one that the the FBR note listed was Adobe. Adobe, sorry. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to lump Adobe and Box in together okay. here, yeah, just sorry. because. Uh, you know, so again. Uh, GoPro was really the only one of these four that moved on this news. Um, Adobe was actually up 4% uh, before we started taping the show when I checked this morning. Because that, of this note? No, had nothing to do with okay. the note. Uh, what? <laughs> they just uh, they reported sales uh, and earnings, delivered solid sales, and surprised by like two cents per share on earnings. Um, so analysts were pretty happy with that. That's what that uptick is. Surprising uh, price of sales multiple on these guys, though. Yeah, uh, Adobe market cap of 45 Billion uh, price of sales of nine point seven. Again, that would make it a pretty rich target for Apple to go after. Um, Box much cheaper um, and also much smaller in their footprint. Market cap of one point six billion. Price of sales of five point six. Um, didn't move at all in the news. Both of these companies here, Box and Adobe, uh, would be kind of enterprise segment plays for Apple. You know, it's one of the things we talked about when we did our earnings update on Apple was, oh, Apple's got this like surprisingly big enterprise business no one talks about. Um, and the play with Box would be enterprise storage. Um, to me, it seems a little weird that Apple would acquire someone in the cloud storage space when cloud storage is not a 
very lucrative business to be in. You know, it, it's something that you kind of offer to build out your platform and make your offering more robust. And given that, also given Apple's cash hoard and the market caps that we're talking about, and the number, the army of tech people that are there in Cupertino, I just I have to think they could replicate a lot of this on their own. But yeah, and. Also, when you're thinking about like building out a platform, so like you know what Amazon does with its Prime, where they mm. make cloud storage available, or um, you know obviously what uh, Apple does with iCloud, uh, you don't need to acquire customers from you know people that are loyal to this one right. service already. Like you already have the brand name, you just need to build out the offering in your existing product. Right. You know, so it, it's not a customer acquisition either. Um, I think Adobe would kind of be more of a productivity play. Uh, you know, they have a lot of applications that are focused on. Uh, documents and marketing. So it'd be just kind of handling that kind of stuff from an enterprise perspective. Uh, I don't know if I really buy that one either, particularly like we talked about with the market cap being what it is and its price of sales being what it is. It seems like a very rich acquisition, and uh, uh, I'm not really seeing that one either for the time being. Okay. Well, before we move on, I wanted to make our listeners aware of a newly redesigned focus.fool.com. There you'll discover a special offer to join the Motley Fool's Stock Advisor newsletter for all industry-focused listeners. All loyal IF listeners have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two-year subscription. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this offer. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. All right, so Dylan, we talked about these three or four potential acquisitions. Um we probably should have talked about the prospects of buying the federal government of the United States, but maybe that'll be the show next week. Yeah. Um, how does this fit into what we've seen from Apple? Because if memory serves, they kind of just buy patents and tech, not really products. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's always really telling, right? You look at a company's acquisition history, generally what they tend to do with their capital, and that generally tends to play out in the future, right? I mean, the people will surprise here and there, but uh, I think Apple kind of has a very consistent march to what they do with their acquisitions. And so, it, it also, it's another reason I'm kind of bearish on any of acquiring these. any yeah. of these four companies. Um, it's just really not consistent with, they, with what they've done in the past. So, Apple, they typically acquire these small tech companies that have weird names, and, and they do it for a value <laughs> somewhere like in like the seven to eight digit range. You know, like that, t- that tends to be the value of the acquisition. So, we could start a tech company, give it a weird name, and yeah. sell it to Apple. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, Riley Lewis Enterprises, or awesome. something like that. Um, and then what they typically do is take them and plug them into in house initiatives, um, which is easy. It You don't have these. I think one of the things we've talked about in the past with some of the huge mega mergers in tech is it's really tough to realize the synergies you think you're going to realize. Not and, only that, but merging cultures, particularly in tech, very difficult. I, I've i never done it because I'm 30 and working with Mullet Fool, but <laughs> I'm going to say a board is not impossible. Yeah. Especially with a company like culturally, like Apple. Yeah. And you wind up with a lot of extra employees. It's like, you know, what do you do with all these people? Uh, which, which can be def- like, there's definitely some duplication there of efforts. And uh, the way that they've gone about acquisitions in the past is kind of. Um, Managed to avoid a lot of that. I don't really see that changing anytime soon. Right. Um, so, what are some previous acquisitions? Yeah, previous acquisitions uh, within the last year or so, uh, they acquired FaceShift, uh, which is a company that creates and animates avatars of people's faces in real time. Uh, kind of interesting. Have you ever done that? I have not. No. Uh, Perceptio, a uh, company that uses AI to classify photos on smartphones. Um, Vocal IQ, it's an AI startup focused on context derived meaning for voice commands. Um, and I think something that you see kind of consistently throughout these. Is the they're not themselves something that you can immediately offer to consumers, 
but there's something that plugs into something that something, Apple does. something that they're working on, yeah. right? I mean, like Vocal IQ obviously has Siri implications. I, that, that, right. That's a very clear plug and play there. Um, and something that's been consistent with all of these acquisitions, and if you read the news items that follow them, the PR releases, there's always this line from an Apple spokesperson. Apple buys smaller technology companies from time to time, and we generally not discuss our purpose or plans. It's like that, that is like the boy. <laughs> every play. single one? Yeah, it's like every know. single one. And like that's just the comment that they give whenever they're reached out by only, a Only Apple could put out that disclosure. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it, that's just their angle, and that's what they do. And Aside from the Beats acquisition, uh, was you that know a year what? and a half ago? I forgot about Beats. Yeah. I said they never buy products, but I, wow, I forgot about Beats. I can't believe that. And that was, so that was a $3 billion acquisition, which is crazy compared to pretty much right. everything else they've bought in the last five years. Um, but in a lot of ways, that's kind of an easy transition for them. It's like Beats, you can easily sell in they Apple want stores. They flag in the music industry is what they want. Yeah. So. And uh, the Beats Music Platform was something that was very portable over to what they were doing with Apple Music and the rollout they were trying to get into on you know the streaming side and um, you know more of a subscription service type model. Right. So uh, I think even that kind of made sense, even though the sticker price was a lot higher than what they're used to paying. Um, and you know that's the argument I guess with GoPro right now is uh, it fits well into what they know well. But I still think it's a little bit too far removed from their core business for it to truly make sense. I almost think that Tesla would be more likely because the the best argument I've seen for Apple flirting with the idea of making a car or something is that's kind of the only industry that could move the needle for a $700 billion company. That's true. Yeah. I mean, what else are they going to do? Yeah, because that, I mean, that is a totally different category. By the US government? <laughs> I keep saying that. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I think you're right. I mean, it's like they would have to get into an entirely different product, product category, yeah. really, to grow dramatically. So uh, I think you know you, you have a good point there. So bring it back around, because yeah. this is The Motley Fool, yes. and we help the world invest mm-hmm. better. better. What does this mean? Should I buy into this? <laughs> Should anybody act on it? Yeah. Uh, I think this is speculation and nothing more than that. Uh you know, you look I'm at, so surprised. <laughs> you look at Apple's cash hoard of $200 billion, uh, you know, like the $200 billion plus, the off-sided number, it just invites this kind of speculation. I think at a certain point, analysts get bored and they just want to, you know, have, have fun fantasizing about what this company might do. Um, you know, it, maybe they'll acquire some small players here and there. I don't see any of these four companies being acquired by Apple yeah. anytime soon. Um and you know you, you touch on this a little bit more on the CG show that you do with Vincent Shen, where you talk about some of the big mergers, you know, like right. But those are announced, and both companies are in talks at that point, right? Like right. you're talking about like the Sop Miller one or um, Green Mountain Coffee Roaster buyout mm. that, that occurred recently. You know, like these are pretty far along in the process, and state shareholders in know situations what's going on. like that, you see the words already in advance talk, da 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 da. Yeah. This is not, <laughs> this is a guy throwing darts at a board in his office over at FBR. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, I think in a lot of ways it's kind of unfortunate that stocks move this much on this kind of news because uh, to me it's nothing more than speculation, right? Um, and I think that's something that's important for investors to keep in mind. So uh, if you already own GoPro, or good for you, you know you're happy that it went up ten percent. Uh, this is not a reason to buy GoPro. Uh, you know on the on the talks that hopefully they get acquired by Apple. Um, I remember I I used to work at this investment firm and they had a mergers and acquisitions like little side project and it was like they run a portfolio for a couple customers and uh, it was a merger arbitrage basically yeah. joint and so um, 
one of the guys I worked with referred to that strategy and just trying to play mergers and acquisitions generally as like picking up pennies in front of a steamroller. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a really, you'll make your five percent, but <laughs> yeah, but you'll you get slammed get, sometimes. Yeah, and um, you know, you deals will fall through for a variety of reasons. Uh, you want to keep your investment decisions focused on business fundamentals, companies that you like for the companies that they are currently, and that they will be independent of being grabbed by somebody else. Awesome, wise conservative words from Dylan Lewis. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for your thoughts. We'll see you next week. Always a pleasure, Sean. And if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interests in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on. Fool on.